Tech Trailblazers. Tech Trailblazers. Tech Trailblazers. Tech Trailblazers. Where tech meets you. Where tech meets you. Where tech meets you. Where tech meets you. Welcome to episode 5 of season 2 of the Tech Show Business Podcast. And our last episode for the season, um, it has been truly insightful, it has been exciting, and I'm sure you've learned a lot from us just as we've been able to impact you with knowledge and a lot of things that as part of the tech industry and all you need to know. My name is Michael Adilaja, and I am a content marketing specialist at Ashem Limited and the host of Tech Show Business Podcast. This podcast on the shady of Ashen Limited Nigeria's powerhouse, or should I say spa powerhouse for everything IT services, trainings, consultation, and our slogan says, where tech meets you. Why? Because we focus on discussing tech in the most relatable way possible. So today's episode topic says that embracing change in tech. And it's one that I believe would truly, truly interest everyone, irrespective of your age, your gender your where you are in tech your career irrespective of that is going to interest you because of we have a wonderful guest in the house today who is joining us remotely for this podcast and also i have my co-host smart Ali, in this session with me smart please introduce yourself to the audience thank you michael hello tech trailblazers family it's great to be back again it was just like yesterday when we released the last episode and uh, i'm sure you've missed us so much the truth is we missed you too guess what as michael had said this episode is the last episode of the tech trailblazer podcast season two the season has been full of insights from experts we have discussed topics such as is ai taking over my job we discussed why you need a fail-proof data backup plan we also discussed why people's skills matter in tech and our last episode we discussed the jackpot syndrome which way forward today we'll be talking about embracing change in tech and how it can positively impact our lives we want to help tech professionals and everyone else see the need to develop a proactive attitude towards the constant evolution of technology you know i remember when the news of 5g um, was the trend there were lots of speculations and controversies on it and i remember mtn having to step up by creating a marketing campaign on nobijuju na mtn 5g so we've been seeing similar things also when we talk of ai because today now ai this ai that ai is everywhere uh we've been seeing such kind of attitude towards ai as well because you know people have had so many concerns about it so today's episode has the objective of helping people to know how to the, the steps to take in embracing the change that is constantly happening in the uh, technology landscape uh michael over to you okay thank you smart no bijuju <laughs> now 5g sounds very funny yeah true technology is changing at an incredible pace and it's normal for people to feel overwhelmed or not sure that's why we're having this episode just to discuss embracing change in tech showing that you don't need to be scared of technology or changes it's good to embrace them 
and learn to adopt with new technology. You know, we had a post last week on Tech Blast podcast social media platforms where we showed some old technologies that we used in the past. Those technologies, those days, you know, you know, those Nokia 310, those old printers. Those when I saw that post, it made me feel older actually. But that shows how far we've come when it comes to innovation. Well, so today's guest is a wonderful industry expert who will be providing us with practical strategies for navigating the uncertainties that comes with change in technology. It will share some insights and also personal experiences that will inspire us. And at the end of this episode, I'm very sure that we, we hope that we will have empowered you as a tech professional or the public generally to have a positive outlook towards technology and embrace the potential that comes with innovations, really. So whether you are a tech enthusiast or you're just curious about the future, you know, this is an episode that we believe that you should pay attention to because we'll show you how technology is shaping our world and the beauty of innovation that we have today. So let's get started. One of the things that I know about our podcast is that we have never disappointed you. Every guest we brought on this platform are highly knowledgeable people, industry experts. And today also, we are not disappointing you. Our guest today is an industry expert. He's an IT project leader and also a business analyst. We are talking about no other person than Mr. Victor Aruno. Francis. All right, kindly introduce yourself to us. Our listeners want to meet you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Smart and Michael, for allowing me to be part of what you do on this podcast. Uh, it's a great honor and privilege to be here. Uh, my background has been in information technology, and as I moved up the rank, uh, I majored more in uh, technology projects, analyzing also businesses and helping businesses grow to profitability. And that I have done for quite some years now. My history in the tech uh, tech career is, is well over a decade. And, um, and again, I should mention that the organization is an organization that I've known for well over a decade as well. I like, want to salute what you guys are doing, what Ashim represents and how that you guys have helped most of the organizations that I know uh, come up to become more productive in their use of technology. So let's go into it today. I'm glad to be part of this show. Thank you, sir. We are also very glad to have you with us. You know, and actually we see you as family too, really. <laughs> so yeah, a part of us, you're part of what we are doing and we are glad that you gave us the honor to um, have you on our podcast today. So I'll start with my first question, um, the question about the topic. I'd like to just ask you, sir, that how would you define the concept of embracing change in the context of the tech industry? Hmm. That's a good question to ask, actually. Um, with respect to the tech industry, embracing change. First, before we even break down what embracing change uh, uh, as a concept looks like, it is important that uh, we first know that change is something that um, that has no prediction. That has no. That has no. Uh, uh, how do I put it? It has no. There is no com competing that fact that change would come. Uh, it is certain. It is sacrosanct that change definitely is what we live by on a daily basis. Uh, I, I I have studied for some years now a concept called VUCA, which is a military term in the in America that has to do with uh, uh, vulnerability, uncertainty, complexity and ambiguity 
and all of these wrapped together has to do with change. And so uh, how do we embrace change and what is the concept of embracing change? The concept of embracing change basically is to say that when changes come, not if changes will come, when changes come, how do we welcome changes? How do we, uh, em how do we, how do we approach the change that comes and how do we uh, wrap our whole life or whatsoever processes that we get engaged in around this change. So that basically is to say the concept of embracing change is to say how do we accommodate some of the little inconveniences that comes our way by the way of technology. I have chosen to use that word inconveniences because really uh, some changes could be very daunting and some of them could be a whole lot of inconveniences. I'll just stop there for now so that we can go further into other question and then I can dig, uh, dig further into the concept of embracing change. Thank you, Mr. Victor. You know, still riding on that, your definition of embracing change. Um, I believe some of our listeners right now probably want to understand what kind of change we are talking about. And as I know you, as someone whose eyes have really seen things, you know, a very experienced professional, I would want you to, um, you know, share with us some of the most significant changes that have taken place in the tech industry in the past few years. Oh my, 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 a whole lot has changed in the tech industry, a whole, especially with how we relate with technology and what sort of technologies have come to the fore over the years. I remember so within enterprise systems uh, over the years, we've had we've had um, all sort of emailing system. We've had different types of database systems. We've had I, I overheard you guys at the introduction talking about some whole printers and some whole devices. A whole lot have changed. Actually, let, let me just narrow down to say uh, a little about 15 years that I've been into technology, say 10 years within those 15 years has brought us to a place where we have seen massive changes. A whole lot has changed. Back in the days, it used to be some, some large amounts of power needed, some, some big and giant devices needed to run a data center. But those have changed now to something else. Back in the days, we used to have uh, some very database routines that are very heavy within the, within the enterprise system. And let me take you back history lane also uh, within, um, say, uh, the mainstream, what people are used to. Uh, there used to be web development back in the days when web development just uh, started. Uh, it, it used to be with a tool that, apart from having to code or write some few things with HTML, basic HTML and the likes of it. It used to be with what we call uh, Microsoft front page back in the days. I doubt if the younger guys who do web development today will probably know those kind of technology. But then we used to have Microsoft front page and Microsoft front page now has different cascades of it in terms of the years that they were uh, that Microsoft did roll them out. And then thereafter, I think Microsoft couldn't sustain that market. It moved on to something else and then web design basically now uh, became, came into the mainstream where we now have uh, some Macromedia suit which has been bought over by Adobe and the likes of it. And then gradually we went into uh, the, the, the tide change again into some core 
and deep web developments that Microsoft eventually now came to champion, where we now talk about the likes of uh, .NET framework and the likes of it that we now have, and which are also now moving into some advanced levels these days. So a whole lot has changed. If we talk about basic tools that people use for productivity, a whole lot has changed. Emailing system, we used to have Microsoft Exchange back in the days, even operating system. I doubt if people like you probably would, would use MS-DOS as operating system, or if you have seen uh, maybe the very smallest of them, um, uh, uh, Windows 98, uh, and then thereafter we had Windows 2000, and then maybe Windows Me, and then gradually moved into XP and like that, like that, until maybe now that you now have the likes of Windows 11 or Windows 10 or whatever you call it now. And, you know, it used to be, it's it's been that journey, that journey of of moving from, from what we thought were fantastic then, looking back now, now looks as if we were actually in the zoo, where it looked as if we were in the village with those tools back in the days, I can imagine how uh, a Windows 98 will be able to process the kind of things that <laughs> even Windows 10 will process today. So a whole lot of things have changed. I've seen quite a number of things that have changed over the years. Uh, we, we can't exhaust them in the course of this podcast. I just thought to mention a few. Yeah, thank you, sir. And just to answer your question, yes. Oh, oh no, that's, not, that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say, no, I have not used many of those things that you mentioned. <laughs> I am not at all. Uh, and, you know, it also makes me uh, remember one of the um, stories that my manager shared sometimes back um, during the COVID era. Or, like, okay, it's pre-COVID era. Many businesses um, find, do not even understand what hybrid workplace could um, be or what it is until COVID happened. You can see this change that happened. Almost all businesses have to move their resources, their files, and everything to the cloud. Uh, it's indeed great. Thank you, sir, for sharing that. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Victor. You know, I, I had to do a quick Google search. As you mentioned, Windows 98, I said, oh, I've never heard of Windows 98. I had to just check it on Google. Oh, the one I can still clearly remember was Windows XP, Windows Vista. I remember those days in computer classes where you know, those were the big deals those days. <laughs> So yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I really like the insight you shared about how far we've come and how things are changing, have changed so far really in the tech industry. So I'll just bring this back home to Nigeria, the country, in a country where we have a larger part of our population to not be so tech inclined. And we saw that happen so much, especially those times during the and the cash scarcity earlier this year. A lot of people didn't have back accounts. A lot of people were not using smartphones, and yeah, for a lot of businesses. So I just want to just ask you that: How do you think um, maybe individuals or the government can encourage or support Nigerians to adopt new technologies and embrace these changes that we are talking about? Yeah, thank you for that. that that's 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 a critical question that addresses a national challenge. Uh, the beginning of things actually is for us to have adequate policies and governance structures that aids uh, inclusivity in terms of, uh, say, the instance that you cited, in terms of uh, finance, finances, in terms of banking. So um, there should be policies that enables financial inclusion. There should be a governance structure in place, strategies that brings about financial inclusion. And that way, it means that the greater number of people that we have as the unbanked 
in Nigeria and probably in some countries in Africa, uh, it becomes important that um, uh, that we begin to use technology to drive this, uh, this uh, inclusion that is required. And the beginning of things is not just to begin to deploy technology and expect that people will get it right. The beginning of things is first to have adult education services that includes data services. That, by that I mean, in advanced country, in countries where you would think that some of these things do not matter or you would think that a whole lot of people are, uh, are digital savvy or that they are that literate, you will be surprised. I live in Europe and uh, there are adult education services everywhere where immigrants, refugees and even citizens of these countries are now being taught in they are being taught they are being taught in the way of knowing how to do basic things with computers so we can't take that out um the greater percentage of the unbanked uh, in africa are older people who never went to school and so there should be data education services they should they should be in fact beyond financial inclusion they should be data inclusion that's what we should even begin to converse for right now, that there should be digital inclusion. How do we get people who are not literate to begin to, to, begin to use uh, devices that will aid them to become more productive and become uh, people that uh, can easily get access to some of the things that uh, those of us who are educated have access to. So that's where it starts from really. Uh, and I would say uh, again and again that while we're thinking of financial inclusion for those who are on bank, we should also be looking at how we can use technology to enable these people by setting up digital services and introducing digital inclusion into the mainstream. I hope that helps really. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's really helped. Thank you so much for that. Mr. Victor, let's talk about um, the practicality now, you know, because I believe our, our listeners want to know actionable steps that they can take to aid the adoption of new technologies. You know, what I've discovered is that most in IT, most of the time it's not about the IT manager or the, or the rest of the IT team. Sometimes what, what they are concerned about the users, they themselves sometimes are early adopters, but they are concerned about, about their users. And it breaks my heart as a marketer when I, I discuss with an IT manager, he sees the value in the product, but he is unwilling to invest in it because he feels that my users are not going to adopt this solution. We have invested in this in the past, but they didn't use it. So the, the investment just went to waste and we don't want to do that again. We don't want Chefware again. It breaks my heart when I hear such stories. So sir, can you share a personal experience where you had to navigate a significant technological change or let's say disruption? So listen, uh, I, I'd want to, in, in your answer, I'd want you to, to also go over how you really approached it and what the outcomes were yeah good 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 such a good question um i've had reasons to lead uh technology uh, at some of the organizations where i've worked and uh, i've led uh, data transformation uh, initiatives and projects business transformation projects and the likes of it and sincerely uh, uh the, the very i know how it feels for say an it manager or an it director 
to uh, to be averse to change or or investment into a new thing because he feels that people will not use it. But then, uh, I've been managing different technology projects over the years. One of the things that I have moved on to is to say that beyond the successful completion of a technology project, one critical thing that is important that every business must ensure and every technology leader must put at the back of their mind is the fact that beyond the projects, beyond the deployments, there has to be an adoption. And so there is no one else that is in best position to drive such adoption but the person that is in charge of the project. So beyond implementing, beyond the fantastic uh, tech uh, initiative or device or gadget or solution that I have brought to the table, you must drive adoption. You must sell the product. You must you must find a way to make sure that people get to be using the solution that you have deployed. A typical example for me, uh, in my previous places of work, I've been having to bring about change, say, because of uh, vulnerability or some things that uh, just needed to happen from our own perspective as technology people. But you see, uh, I say always that the best time to make a change is when things are still working, not when things have stopped working. Let me say that again. The best time to make changes to anything are the times when those things are still optimal, when they are still working. The typical man or a traditional person will say that if it's working, then don't touch it. But the real, the truth is if you really want to be at the cutting, you want to be at the end of affairs, you want to be a cutting edge leader, you must find a way always to change things or make attempt to change things when things are still working. And then that is where you should begin to plan to change them. However, a typical example or an instance for someone like me was back in the days where we used to have enterprise solutions for emails, which is um, referred to by Microsoft as Microsoft Exchange. Uh, and, and you know, uh, uh, Office 365 came into the mainstream and gradually we're moving people. People are so used to the traditional way of um, Outlook and the likes of it. How does it connect? How does it not connect? But then we had to reschool people. We had to rejig the knowledge that people have about uh, how email system works. So it's not just about deploying this thing. It's about making sure that it is adopted. It is making sure that people welcome, people use it to their own productivity. And that's what I really would love to say about that. I hope that also helps uh, Smart and Michael. Yes, 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 it does. You know, it just made me remember one of the things Smart shared with me earlier last week about uh, adoption also, about when we had issues when, you know, at our workplace, when we come to work physically, there are times we need to book for lunch, and most times we see office assistant go about telling people, okay, uh, do you want to eat, do you want to book lunch today? Do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? You know, we are using paper records to get people to book their lunch. But eventually, there was a solution that was deployed for easy bookings. But one of the ways the management made sure that everybody adopted to you that they made it simple enough that it came with your signing in. That means as you're signing into the company for the day, as per we are resuming for work. As you're signing in, you just see that notification page, do you like to book for lunch? And you can click yes or no. So it's made it so seamless. So as you're signing in, you can book for lunch. So it made the adoption quite faster. Like within the few days of launching the application, 
everybody started using it within that week, actually, because everybody wants to book for lunch. And also, it was so easy that it was on the assigning portal. So they're assigning in, they're booking for lunch. And that made it so easy for people to adopt. And I like what you said about the fact that um, sometimes the typical man, most times, wait for things to to spoil before he, he decides to bring a change. And sometimes that's what we see in Nigeria at, as at large, really. Sometimes we don't, this country, many times, a lot of people don't, um, they're not proactive. That's the word. They're not proactive. They just tend to wait till things get critical before they begin to start adopting to changes. And we saw that happen a lot this year, a lot, despite the cash scarcity period. So there was an eye opener for a lot of businesses, a lot of people that they saw that, oh wow, that there's a lot of flaws in the system. And it showed how much people were far from adopting technology. Okay, so now I want to just talk about the future. You Michael, know? let me add something to it. You, you know, you know, um, just as we've mentioned, you know, talking about the way we drove the adoption of uh, the um, launch application, it's it made me understand that the best way for us to really drive those change after we've come to that um, point of being proactive about it is to be innovative about that. So uh, about it, you have to be innovative when it comes to. Uh, um, driving the adoption of new technologies among your users because these people they are, sometimes they do not even have the tech background if it is about the technical guys now we can say you know they just have to find their way around it but when they do not even have the technical background they do not really understand how it works you need to now be very innovative in the placement you need to consider the fact that okay when they are coming into a new thing there's going to be like a shock a new way their body their mind and everything has been fixed to a certain thing to a certain way of doing things so right now you are changing them into a new way so you have to do it in a way that it will be very very seamless so when we go with that proactive mindset we should always also you know uh, um, prioritize innovation that's basically what i want to add Thank you, Smart. That's Thank you for that. That's a good one, actually, to say prioritize innovation. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. So um, now let's also talk about the future. Um, you know, we are now seeing a lot of um, new technologies coming out, like AI. Oh, yes, AI has been for a while now, but it's getting more popular in these days. Like these days on my Instagram feed, most times you'll see different things about AI, you know, right? I'll see people about AI, uh, oh, this thing's existing now, oh, you can do this now with AI, you can create images, you know, a lot of new things are coming up. And in a sense, a lot of people are feeling threatened. You know, that's why we had the first episode we had this season. It's AI taking over my job, you know, trying to paint a picture that, okay, yes, we are seeing emergence of new technologies, AI and the likes, but we're trying to make them see that, see, AI will take jobs of people that are not tech inclined in the sense that we don't learn to work with AI. That means if you want to, if you hope to stay relevant to your industry, you need to start learning to work with new technologies. That means if there's an AI tool that is being useful, that is used well in your industry, then it's, it's open to you to just begin to learn how to use that tool well, just to make your work more effective and better. So now my question now comes to this, that what are the changes um, you anticipate for professionals in the future? and um, how do you expect them to embrace them moving forward? Mm-hmm. A whole lot will still change, guys. A whole lot will still change. We are just, um, we are probably just scratching the surface of changes when it comes to technology. Who will have known that artificial intelligence will come this far? Where, where someone like Michael is almost losing his job as a content creator because one artificial intelligence could just do probably everything that Michael does with Ashen. 
you know that's just by the way anyway i don't mean that <laughs> i don't mean that 100 michael <laughs> michael sorry sorry <laughs> I'll start with AI. I'm learning how to use AI for my job. So, guys, a whole lot of things will still change. Sincerely, uh, uh, in the in the tech landscape, a whole lot of things are still coming. We haven't seen anything yet, uh, because really, if you take uh, if you take a step backwards to say a few years ago, the things that we have now were not here. The platforms that we use, the the tech, the different technologies that we use at different times, have moved on to greater level of productivity and and performances that we have not seen. So, I would say just in a in in a brief that so many things will still change. The way we interact with ourselves on a daily basis, uh, the way that we interact with the outside world on a daily basis will still change. So let's let's keep our fingers crossed and expect more things to change when it comes to technology. Mm. Expect more things to change when it comes to technology. It's been a great session with you, Mr. Victor. Thank you for those insights. You know, I will, jo- I, will, I, will I, I want to restate what you mentioned earlier. The best time to make changes is the time when those things are optimal, when they are working. And, you know, that's you telling our listeners to um, stop being reactive about change. Let us be proactive to change. Technology is here to work for us. So um, we need to change our mindset towards, um, you know, towards change. And one of the things that I learned uh, from this um, podcast session is the fact that um, beyond um, project implementation, People who are in charge of projects also need to have a mindset of adoption. They have to have that mindset of driving the adoption. You will drive the adoption when you choose to be proactive about it and when you also prioritize innovation. Uh, those things must be at the back of our mind because people have to use those solutions. They need to make use of those solutions. And it is very important for us to constantly, to constantly remind ourselves of that, to, to even anticipate those innovation you know i remember talking to mr victor before um this particular episode and then you know he made mention of the fact that it is important for us to anticipate that change to to look forward to it that this change is going to happen so when it comes we are still not dragging our feet on whether to adopt it or not but we are ready to adopt it into our strategy we are ready to work with it and we are ready to make the good out of it it's been a wonderful session for me michael what about you yeah yeah i've i've been smiling for some time actually yes because of you know Mr. Victor has really explained a lot to rush and, uh, and there are things that i feel but should pay attention to if you're a tech professional or the general, the general public really because of like he talked about nigeria as a whole that's when the country where a lot of people are not tech inclined but this way we now need the government or individual to um try to teach technology to older ones people that we feel that they are not so tech inclined you know have programs to teach them, to train them on the use of technology. So just to make sure that they are being brought up to speed with the latest inventions, the latest innovations in the technical space. So uh, thank you so much for your time, Mr. Victor. And before we let you off the hook, we have one more thing for you to do for us. We always have a nice breakout sessions in our podcasts, actually. And it's a time where we just, we go very casual. We tend to have fun. You know, we've been talking 
techy things, serious things um, for a while now, but it's good to now have a time to just relax and just discuss some things, you know, similar to the episode, actually. So I have a question, really, a nice bigger question for you. And the question about technology, you know, I asked the question about the future of technology. Now, what are the things we should, we should expect to see in the future and how should we begin to adopt to these things? So my question would be for you is this, that there are some technologies that, um, you know, we are wishing they are existing. You know, I just want to just ask you that what are the technology, technology advancements you wish comes to life in this time? Or let me think back again. Are there any particular technologies you wish that um, they come to life as soon as possible? Some things you wish you could do with technology or some things they are not currently existing, but you wish they are existing currently just for the sake of easy, easy usage of things or easy for you to easily do things as a person. Let me give you an example, actually. Okay, I, I was craving something this morning and I felt lazy to cook. I was just wishing that I could just tell one robot, okay, okay guy, go and make me jello fries and chicken and he does it for me the way mama makes it actually and i just sit down and enjoy my meal <laughs> we all <laughs> make it <laughs> well, there's no hesitation yet so i want to ask you sir what are the things you wish technology could do for you now mr victor before you go let me quickly mention my own i want to be able to teleport because flight ticket now is not uh i want to be able to travel just travel <laughs> Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, you, you know, nothing stops you from having a robot that is called Mama, so that the robot can just mm. make it. Mama makes it. Mama. Mama. <laughs> Idea. For someone like me, uh, I, I think I would rather want a technology where, as you are thinking it, there is something that is taking over from your thoughts. So that you don't even have to see it. You are just seated rather than say, Siri, what is happening today in Lagos, Nigeria? You just sit down and be thinking about ah, what could the weather be in Lagos? And Siri will just, or maybe Google Assist or whatever it is, or either the one from Microsoft will just pop up on your phone and say, Oh, yes, Matt, I know you are thinking about weather in Lagos. Weather in Lagos is so, so and so. <laughs> no, did you do hey. that? No, did you do that? <laughs> 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 but sincerely, if we can have a way for our, our, our device, our gadgets to get into our minds to say, feel some pulses or some neurons within us and get to understand what we're thinking, then it could just interact with us in that regard, you know, rather than having to impute anything. Don't, don't, don't just impute it, it just knows your mind. Say, so, oh, okay, yeah, smart. This is 6 a.m. You have just woken up. I know that what you ate yesterday was so, so, and so. But if you don't mind, I can make so so and thing for so so and so for you. If you don't mind, I know that on Thursdays you like to eat so so and so. Last week Thursday you heard this, and the team begins to confess as if it's a witch. But you know, really for me, I think that um, at some point technology is going to become witchcraft across the world. <laughs> really, it's going yeah. to. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, but, but we, I have a book of contention, Mr. Victor, actually. You know, what you just shared, you just made me remember a movie I watched sometime last month. Now, the movie was a sci-fi movie about the future of technology, how that there was a technology that could read minds. People could um, connect their thoughts with the machine in their brains. And whatever their thinking comes to life, they want to maybe get something, other food, eat other food for them and the likes. But from the movie, what I saw in the movie was that some, some people found a way to act those technologies and started implanting thoughts in people's minds 
You know, you know, they can make someone believe that it's a monkey. <laughs> like a monkey. You know, it was so scary. I was like, hey, now this is true. Like if if we have something like that that works in your brain to maybe get your thoughts, what if it's act to now maybe manage your thought to think something else? Don't make you think something that you are not acting. <laughs> <laughs> that that that, prob- that probably will uh, now give rise to large number of mental health cases because <laughs> by the time some guys are beginning to be able to control your thoughts then you are in trouble <laughs> I think uh, it's to be serious <laughs> oh thank you so much for your time today really thank you for your time for your patience and for your insights that's really been wonderful thank you so much sir thank you so, for having uh, me thank you yeah thank you. you know what i love about this session is that it, it it talks to it professionals it speaks to to the government and it also speaks to us as 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 individuals look at michael for example now he, he, the kind of um resistance he has against mr victor's idea of witchcraft technology look at the kind of uh <laughs> look at the kind of post visual he just made right now so that's the kind of resistance we, we would always try we will always be faced with when we come when we see new innovations and all of that but you know we just need to realize that technology is here for us. It's not against us. We need to just um, be proactive in embracing the newness of this technology. It should not be a question of um, should we still adopt it, but it should be a question of how do we, uh, you know, maximize the advantage of this technology. Truth is that there will always be disadvantages, but there will also be advantages. You need to focus on that advantage and push that adoption of that technology and see to it that you are not uh you are not lagging behind you are not missing out but you are maximizing those new innovations those new changes that we always come you know before i i i i call it a buy from my own end um you know i would i would love to say that um we are looking forward to receiving feedback from you our listener we want to um you know know what you what you are thinking about this particular episode if you have any questions um please feel free to reach out to us we want to answer your questions and even if you have comments we want to read your comments talk about your comments you know let's engage you can write to us at podcast at ashem.com and i tell you i'm looking forward to it yeah thank you smart and just to announce the date for the start of our next season will be announced on our social media platforms that means you should be following us on facebook on instagram on linkedin and twitter at TechTube blazers podcast and yeah, if you want to join our the link is bits.ly slash TTB podcast. I repeat that the link is bits.ly slash TTB podcast. So once again, I want to say thank you, everyone. And thank you to Mr. Victor Aruno for all you've shared with us today. Thank you for being part of our podcast today. We are glad to have you, sir. Thank you so much, guys. It feels great to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Bye for now and stay blazing till you hear from us in the next season. Next season, season. Three. <laughs> All right. Tech Trailblazers. Tech Trailblazers. Tech Trailblazers. Tech Trailblazers. Where tech meets you. Where tech meets you. Where tech meets you. Where tech meets you.